What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Hello and welcome to Eat More Barbecue Canada's Barbecue Podcast. This is episode number 223 and I am your host, Ryan Sanderson. Thank you for tuning in, downloading, and listening. However you are making that happen, I sure do appreciate you. The Jack. For competition barbecue, folks, those are magical words, and everyone knows what you are referring to when you utter those two words. The Jack Daniels World Championship Invitational Barbecue holds a special place, even amongst the other major competitions. There's a certain prestige or mystique to the event, and to being invited, that can be tough to explain. Perhaps it is the fact that while you do have to win to get there, that isn't always enough. You need a little bit of luck in the draw. Maybe it's the location itself at the famed distillery in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Whatever it is, the Jack's a special event at a special place. And I'm super excited to bring you this conversation with this year's winner, Chris Schaefer of Heavy Smoke Barbecue. Just a handful of days removed from the big victory, Chris and I had a great chat about his life in barbecue and the restaurant business, his competition experience, and of course... The great weekend he and the team had down in Tennessee last week. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by the Motley Q 2022 Competition Bounty Program. For the last couple of years, Motley Q's amazing products have been winning awards in multiple sauce and seasoning contests like the best sauce on the planet. Competition barbecue cooks have also been receiving calls using Motley Q products at competitions all over the world. So this year, Big Joe and Jess are looking to add to the winning. In 2022, when you use Motley Q products and win a category or a GC, you'll get some extra jangle in your pockets. It's as simple as this. Use Motley Q products in a sanctioned competition and take some pictures or video as proof. When you win a category or GC, email Motley Q the proof and they will send you $250 as a bonus for continuing the winning. They will most likely do a post about your win, but will not share any pictures or video that you don't want out there. Your secrets are safe with them. Visit MotleyQ.ca, that's M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E dot C-A, and click on the Barbecue Bounty Program tab at the top of the screen to get all the details. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Eat More Barbecue, Canada's Barbecue Podcast, the Jack Daniels World Championship Invitational Barbecue, known simply in barbecue circles as the Jack, is one of the most prestigious competitions on the circuit, one of the majors, if you will. You have to win to get there, but even that isn't enough as winning a qualifying event only gets you into the draw. This past weekend, 85 championship teams converged on the hallowed grounds in Lynchburg, Tennessee. And at the end of it all, my guest this week was the last team standing. Chris Schaefer of Heavy Smoke Barbecue joins the show. Chris, welcome and congratulations. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, how about yourself? I am great. Uh, thank you for the congratulations. It's uh Man, been a wild ride. I, I, I told you I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> been very busy. Yeah, and I, like you said, right, all the whirlwind and the excitement, uh, but you still got to get back home and get back to work, right? So. Yeah, I, I get to work on uh, Monday, and yeah. people were texting me, and they're like, oh, you're on the news. And I was like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> I told my I told my business partner, I said, I think we're going to be busy today, and yeah. you know, we didn't have time to put extra food on, and then I had two employees not show up. Oh, of so course, yeah. Perfect. I was, you know, I was a Jack winner on Saturday, <laughs> and I was running food on Monday. Hey, no, uh, no rest, eh? <laughs> hey, Chris, a uh, question I ask everybody right off the top. Uh, what does barbecue mean to you? Uh, 
it depends, you know, what stage of my career, I think that you asked me that question. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when I first started barbecue was just a, a hobby. It was a fun thing to do. And it was kind of like an avenue, um, to, to hang out with people, you know what I mean? Like you, you barbecue at home and people come over and they tell you they like their food. And it was very, very basic. Yeah. Um, 10 years later, you know, barbecue is my livelihood. Mm -hmm. Um, it's my life. It's, it, it's literally, you know, I, I do it every single day. And once I stop my job, which is competing or not competing is cooking barbecue. I then go do my hobby on the weekend, which is <laughs> cooking barbecue. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. When you when you're doing both, it's a uh, nonstop for you, right? So it is, you know, and it, it's an amazing thing. So many people, I think, get into this for fun, and mm -hmm. then they get serious, and then you know, to turn it into a career um, is a whole different thing. And then and then to turn it into a career and then still love doing it, I yeah. think, is also hard sometimes. Yeah, you talk to people who you know look at it; they've got a, a hobby or something they do that they love. And then the opportunities are there to make a business out of it. And sometimes there's some hesitation, right? Because you don't want to start hating it or resenting it, right? I've had a lot of weeks where, you know, I'm, I'll be in the restaurant 5 a.m. till 5 p.m., like, mm -hmm. you know, Monday through Thursday. And, you know, Thursday, it's like I, get, I work a 12-hour day and I immediately go home and start trimming meat and making injections. And yeah. then, you know, Friday, drive, you know, six, seven, eight hours to a comp and do it all, you know, come home, do it all over again. And, yeah. Um, that, that you've got to love it to yeah. even, to even attempt to do that. Yeah. And we were just chatting before we started recording about it a little, about it a bit. I think with barbecue, it's maybe a, a big part of it is the people, right? Uh, we were oh, for sure. Talking about our, our mutual friend, Chris Zinger from Frozen Took, who was down at the Jack with you. Um, people like that, that just, uh, make being around the barbecue world, uh, a joy, right? It, it truly is. And, um, you know, I, I travel a lot for competitions now and I, I've, you know, gone all over the country and I, I have legitimate friends everywhere I go. Yeah. Um, you know, people that you could call at any given time, they drop everything to help you. And, mm -hmm. you know, if you're at the Jack and you witnessed, uh, you know, witness us winning, it, it took me like four minutes to get to the stage because I was getting mobbed. And, you know, these are, these are people that you just beat in a yeah. competition yeah. and they, they are thrilled, you yeah. know, uh, you know, Darren Worth, I made a Facebook post and I kind of hit on a little bit, but, you know, Darren Worth, who is the goat, you know, yeah. he's, he's one of the best of all time. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, but I've also kind of held him as an idol for a long time and mm -hmm. gives me a giant hug and just says, he's proud of me. And then says, welcome to the club. And, yep. you know, and it's just like, man, yeah. like, you know, you just beat the field, but it's like, they don't even care. They're yeah. stoked for you. Just happy for you. Right. And then, yeah. Yeah. Then you got to get up on stage and look good after that. Right. So. Hey man, I don't look good anywhere. So like, you know, the, the, the expectation, the expectation on my looks are low. Yep. So, uh, so I, I don't have to worry too much. Right on, right on. Uh, I don't cook barbecue because I look good. That's right. <laughs> yeah. None of us are in it for that. Right. I fit the role of a pit master pretty well. Kind of a funny story. I was at the Royal and, uh, I, the neighbors next to me, um, I'd never met them before and they're out of Washington state, uh, RJ's that, really good guys and the guy's wife goes hey my husband's gonna come up here and park um if you don't mind us that's fine she goes he's the big guy in the dodge ram i go you just explained 150 guys out here <laughs> yeah and then she's like big guy with the beard i was like you yeah, maybe yeah. narrowed it down to 140 yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah the skip skip dodge ram and say pickup truck and uh, you just multiplied it right so 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like we it's like we have an image. You yeah, know? exactly. I hear you. Uh, a little background on you. You're in O'Fallon, Missouri. Is that home for you? I live in O'Fallon, Missouri, um, yep. and I have a restaurant in St. Peter's, Missouri, okay. which is really just a few miles up the road. Yep. That's uh, born and raised in that area? Or? I was actually born in Arlington, Texas. Okay. Um, my, my family's from you know St. Louis area, mm-hmm. and uh, my mom and dad moved to Texas uh, when they were young and had me and my brother. And then we moved back when I was like three or four years old. So uh-huh. I've, been, I've been around St. Louis my whole life. Yep, no. Other than being born down south, a uh, lifetime there. So uh, where does kind of the food and uh, the barbecue bug come from? You, uh, looking at your website there, you've been uh, kind of in that restaurant and food business for quite some time. Yeah, so um, I actually, when I was in um, high school, mm-hmm. I was working in a harbor. Uh, we lived like right on the river. I was working in a harbor cutting grass and doing things like that. And a guy yelled out at me. He goes, hey, uh, he's like, my dishwasher called in. You want to wash dishes? And I was like, all right, all right, yeah. So I go in and start washing dishes. I'm like, man, washing dishes is a lot easier than cutting grass. Yep. And uh, within a few weeks, they had me on the fryers, and it was a couple months, and I was running the grill at that. I was 16 years old, running the grill at that restaurant. And right. I, I cooked uh, I cooked all through high school and college um, before kind of going in the business world. And so I had, you know, I had a good eight years of kitchen experience. Um, so I always joke that I'm a little more chef than I am barbecue. Yeah. But uh, – you know, I, I, I was, man, I was working, I was working at Sprint, uh, the cell phone company. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy that worked for me that, that, uh, he did competition barbecue and I'd seen pit masters and stuff. And he asked me to come out to one and, mm-hmm. uh, that was, that was it, man. That was, uh, that was history from there. Right. Yeah. So that's when you kind of got into the competition stuff. So yeah. So I went to my first one with him and, uh, we got beat up real bad. The guy next to us set his smoker on fire and, and uh, he beat us in every category. I mean, it was hilarious. Yep. And you don't you don't even know why you come back to something like that. And that was, I guess, that first one was 2011. Yep. And 2014, I decided that I wanted to cook one on my own. Okay. Um, and and that's when I started heavy smoke. My first team was uh, it was uh, Q and Work, and then we changed the name to Cold Sweet Heat. And uh, so I went I went to that one, and I wasn't really planning on on starting my own team. Um, my buddy had a scheduling conflict and I wanted to cook it and he couldn't. So I went and he always had this joke. They'd ask Cole, they'd ask him how he cooks such great barbecue. And he'd say salt, pepper, and heavy smoke. And, uh, when I, when I, when I signed up, I wasn't going to start my own team. So like as a, as an ode to him, I signed up as salt, pepper, and heavy smoke. And, uh, before I sent the application and I was like, man, that's just too long. And I, I literally just drew a line through salt and pepper and submitted as heavy smoke. And that first one I cooked to my own, I got reserved grand. And, uh, and just just kept going. <laughs> there you go. Yep. The rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yep. And then the restaurant. Uh, you looking on the website again? You kind of hooked back up with an old buddy and got into the uh, got the the restaurant going, right? Yeah. So my buddy Chad, you know, I, I cooked in that restaurant when I was in high school, and um, they brought him in. Um, he was maybe nineteen years old, and they brought him in as the kitchen manager because the, the guy is just so lights out. Um, easily the best cook I've ever met in my life. And I've been around a lot of good ones. And, uh, he's the kind of guy that you could just say, Hey, I kind of want something like this. And within 20 minutes, he's got it, you know? And, uh, so we were best friends, uh, forever. We lived together in our twenties, uh, literally just best friends. And, um, he was working, he was working at a place that was just crushing his soul. 
they were like, Hey, just cook all the ribs on Sunday and we'll microwave, microwave them through the week. And, yep. and it was just ruining him. And, uh, 2017, I decided to open a food truck with him and my wife left her job and, and he left his job and they worked in the food truck while I ran the business. Yep. And then, uh, in, in 2020, right in the height of uh, COVID, mm-hmm. um, we decided to open a brick and mortar, um, during a pandemic, you know, yeah, hey, real, 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 real smart decision. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you made it through that though, you're still here. So that's uh, a good sign, right? If you can get through, uh, that's what I said, you know, going through that whole thing, you know, you know, across any industry, any of the businesses that get through COVID and anything like that and survive are going to be stronger coming out the other side. Right. So. I truly think it helped us because, you know, when COVID hit, so many restaurants had to pivot mm-hmm. and they had to figure out how to do business. Um, a lot of them, you know, didn't do a lot of takeout and they had to learn how to be good at takeout. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we started that way, you know, right, yeah. we, we started under all the, the parameters that you had to enforce for COVID. And, mm-hmm. uh, we were really good at takeout from the beginning, right. uh, good at, you know, delivery services. And we started with like, instead of bottles of sauce on the table, we had individual cups because that was, you know, what you had to do. And, yeah. um, so we started being really good at that and, um, you know, as COVID's lifted, it's like, you know, you get busy in the dining room, but we're still pretty lights out at takeout. And I think that I think that helps a lot, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it did. And took the pivoting out and that's just, uh, the way it was for you guys. Right. So. Yeah. We don't know anything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what we had to do when we started and, uh, and we just had to get good at it real fast. Yeah. Well, before we get into, uh, a bit more of the competition and, uh, and obviously the Jack experience, let's talk about the restaurant a little, uh, they're in uh, in St. Peter's. Talk about the menu a bit, uh, bit what you got all going on there. Yeah, so, you know, we're going to do all your traditional stuff. Um, you know, your, you know, ribs, brisket, sliced brisket, burnt ends, pork, chicken, turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get our own jalapeno cheddar sausage made at uh, a processor out here called Cordy Meat. Mm-hmm. Um, they make that for us. And so I got to drive over and pick up a few hundred pounds every week. Yep. And uh we do pork steaks, which I know is a nice. you know, really Midwestern thing here, but mm-hmm. I do a 32-ounce, uh, two-inch thick center-cut pork steak that wow. we cut in-house. Nice. Um, but we do a lot of cool stuff with my partner being a chef. You mm-hmm. know, we're able to do different things. We've got some creative wraps and some creative sandwiches, and um, we do, like, brisket Philly egg rolls. So nice. uh, we roll them all in-house. It's brisket, onions, peppers, provolone cheese, and an egg roll. Yep. Uh, we do something called a pork cake, which is – you know, pulled pork, uh, cream cheese, cheddar cheese, onions, and we patty it out, uh, bread and panko breadcrumbs, deep fry it, and serve it with coleslaw and barbecue sauce on it. Nice. Um, we do everything from scratch, you know. Yeah. Our nachos, we fry our own chips and make our own queso and make our own pico. And we really we really try to put in the extra effort to have a uh, high-quality product because in St. Louis, barbecue is so saturated. And right. you're surrounded by so much great barbecue and um, – I mean, there's just, there's just tons of good barbecue here. Yeah. And so we got to find a way to be um, as good as the next guy or better and, and do it with a smile on our face and Absolutely. try to take care of our people. Yep, for sure. And yeah, like you said, with Chad having that, uh, that chef background, he's be able to bring some different, uh, different ideas to it. Right. So. No, for sure. Yeah. Well, funny story, that, that pork cake, I told him I wanted it and I, I told him my idea because my favorite thing on the earth is crab cakes and yeah. you know people always ask like what's your your death row meal would be and yeah. mine would be crab cakes there you go and uh so i told him i was like i want a barbecue crab cake basically and so he came up with the pork cakes and uh he he basically came up with the description we put it on the menu everything and we'd never made one and 
we're like the day of our soft launch. I was like, Hey Chad, are we going to, are we going to cook one of these things? And he's like, yeah, I guess so. And so we, yeah, so we make one and all the staff sitting around eating and they're like, Holy crap, this thing's good. (laughs) And I was like, I'm like, I'm I'm happy that was the result because I mean, we, we had menus printed and everything and hadn't even cooked one yet. (laughs) Yep. Hey, we have a, at our house, we have a bad, uh, Oh, usually works out. Okay. But a, a habit of, trying out new recipes when we have company over for dinner. So kind of a similar, yeah. uh, similar idea. Right. But, uh, you, you maybe had a little more at stake than we do. So usually when the company comes over, you want to go back to your old hits. So, you yeah, know, no, we, uh, thing, I don't know. My what between my wife, you know and I, uh, my wife and I, every time it seems, Oh, let's try this today. So, yeah. I have company come over and I'm like, I'm like, you know, I get so tired of barbecue and yeah. they, they come over and expect barbecue and they show up just like to burgers and they're yeah. like, what's this? I'm like, man, I just tired of cooking barbecue. Yeah, yeah, you need a break, man. Need a break. <laughs> How big a restaurant uh, seating wise? What uh, what are you looking at there? I got two hundred and forty seats in there. Okay, um, That's good size. It's a it's a six thousand square foot restaurant. Yep, um, and it's a small kitchen, so it's a lot it's a lot of dining room, and we spread it out pretty good for uh, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And then after COVID, we kind of decided that we liked it spread out, and we liked uh, you know we liked that number of seats. And yep. you know we have you know usually like Saturdays it'll get to where you know, maybe you're looking for a seat and mm-hmm. maybe, you know, maybe it's uh, a little tight, uh, yep. just trying to, you know, seat everybody. But, um, I don't know. I think in the long run, that's better than having too many tables and yeah. having people jammed in there. Yep. Squeeze them in tight. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, what are you cooking on at the restaurant for smokers? Uh, I'm using old hickories, uh, out of, out of Cape Girardeau, Missouri. I've yep. got a ELEDX, uh, that we do probably 80% of our stuff on it just, man, it just runs so good. And then I have, uh, uh an SSJ old hickory. It's a lot bigger. Yep. Um, and so we use it when we have to, but, uh, I like the food that comes off that ELEDX so much that if we can get it on there, we try to cook it on that thing. Right on. Excellent. Well, let's get into a bit of the, the competition stuff. Uh, been at the competition game for about 10 years or so now. Yep. Uh, looking on the, uh, again, on the website, uh, some big, uh, some big titles, the KCBS Invitational and the Invitational, the Open there, uh, 2019 and 2021. Uh, one thing that jumped out at me is uh, more, more grand championships than RGCs, which uh, I was impressed to see that. So, um, you know, and, and well, that kind of go ahead. I said that kind of flipped on me. I uh, okay. When I when I you know started and you know like my first ever comp as heavy smoke was a reserve grand yeah. and um, I think I had like eight reserves before I got my first grand mm-hmm. and uh, we just couldn't get there man it's like yeah. you put three together and, and you know you you just, you just couldn't get there and um, it's it felt like it really clicked um, probably 2018 2019 but I had a couple grands you know before that and sure. um, I remember 2018 I took Brad and Tim class from getting basted and shake and bake and yep. i took it a second time so i took it in like 2015 to learn how to cook hot and fast because mm-hmm. i was on drums but i was cooking all night like a like a dummy and so i took their class uh to figure out how to cook hot and fast and then right. in 2018 i took it again and i was so much better of a cook three years later right. that that class was a completely different class to me mm-hmm. and i practiced like crazy um that winter and then that next year i had 12 grams wow and um it was, it was like a, it just flipped. So I mean, I, I had I had reserves like crazy, and, mm-hmm. and now it seems like I get more grands and reserves, which I think that's where you want to be. Yeah, absolutely, I'd say, I'd say, yeah. We're uh, you you talk about kind of putting it all together. 
I, I just started competing last year, so we were two years in, and obviously up here we don't have the the number of contests, so we're doing three yeah. or four, five contests a year for us up here. But just trying to trying to get a, everything to click at once, right? You can, uh, you know, we seem to have a, a a competition. We'll do really good in one or two of the meets, and then not not the same. So it's uh, that effort, that struggle to try to pull it all together consistently, right? So. Well, it's hard for you and um, guys in your area. And, yeah, yeah. I, I don't care what sport or hobby you do. You got to get your reps in, mm-hmm. and um, you got to get practice. And, and practicing at home is great, but it's not like practicing at a comp. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I still practice a lot um, at home and at work, and uh, probably more than people would expect at this point. But it's like you got to get those reps in. Yeah. But when it's not in a competition, it's it is different. Yeah. Yeah, you can get I, you can practice the process at the very least, but yeah, it's uh, well. I I mentored I mentored a team out of St. Louis, a good buddy of mine, Justin Jacobs Meyer with Double J Barbecue, and um, I explained to him he's a chef, like mm-hmm. he's a real deal chef. Um, he's like Chad, he's like he's so lights out with cooking, and I explained to him, I was like, hey, you know, you're gonna cook eight competitions this year, and you're gonna maybe practice twice, mm-hmm. and so you're gonna cook ten briskets basically. Well, I'm gonna cook forty comps. So it takes you four years to get where I am this year. Yeah. And when you get there, I'll be at 160. So like, you're like, no matter how good you are, you're never going to catch me. It's yeah. just not possible. Yeah. It's yeah like that, you got to get your, you got to get your reps in. Yeah. The numbers. So uh, that was one of my questions uh, for you. How many comps are you doing in a year? So around 40 is a, uh, is a normal year for I, you? I, th- I think this year um, I'll probably get in um, probably 30, 36 i think yeah. uh last year i cooked 46 wow. year before that i cooked 41 um and then i think the year before that was a covid year so i yeah. think i was at 30 and the year before that was like 35 but i'm gonna pull back a little bit next year yeah. um, i've got about 140 cooks over the last four years and and i'm gonna pull back a little bit i'm, I'm getting pretty worn out so i think lot, yeah i think 2025 is that magic number i could see myself doing 20 to 25 for for a very long time yep yeah, it'd be uh it'd be a dream for us up here to just have that uh that many competitions available to us never be able never mind being able to do them all but uh well, i think that's something that we take for granted in the midwest um yeah, just, you know I'm, I'm in st louis so there's like not a lot of stuff close to me mm-hmm. like everything is at least you know two to three hours away yeah. uh up to like six hours eight hours right but if i'm willing to drive five hours uh, i can cook a comp every weekend because yeah. You know, five hours from St. Louis, I've got Kansas City, Chicago, Indy, Arkansas, Tennessee, and um, you know, it might be five hours, but you know, you guys are talking about twenty-five hours. Yeah, a you know, different, uh, different thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Zinger stopped by the restaurant on the way back from the Jack, and yep. I was like, "What do you got? About twenty hours to go?" And he goes, 30? I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> that's why there's mo- that's why there's a few drivers, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, that's what's funny that one of the one of their guys ordered our loaded tots at the restaurant. It's just tater tots, pulled pork, queso, and beans. Ooh. And I told him I was like, "I go, Did you drive?" He's like, "I just got done driving." It's like, good because this dish comes with a free nap. Yeah, and you're gonna need it. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's a sleeper. That one. When we return, Chris talks about his experience at the Jack and how a change in drums just a few weeks prior might have helped him lock up the victory. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by Pitt County Barbecue, who is bringing authentic North Carolina-style whole hog barbecue north of the border to Alberta and Canada. Based out of Edmonton, Pitt County Barbecue will come to your event and cook an entire pig on site using their custom-built cooker designed by owner and pitmaster Peter Zakuski. 
Pitt County Barbecue brings a unique re- regional barbecue dining experience. From North Carolina chopped to barbecue pork to Piedmont-style coleslaw, trust me when I say you've never tasted anything like this before. The meat is so good you don't even need sauce. Peter was on this past season of Fire Masters on the Food Network and is truly inspired by the South. His attention to detail and quality is second to none. From delicious food to amazing customer service, make sure to book Pitt County Barbecue for your next event. This past summer, Pitt County Barbecue held a live fire farm to flame dinner series at the Old Red Barn outside of Leduc. Peter designed and built several live fire cooking apparatuses through Pitt County Metalworks for the events and provided an elevated live fire dining experience. Check it out on Instagram and Facebook to see all the photos from those amazing dinners. And to book your event, visit their website at pittcountybbq.com. That's P-I-T-T-CountyBBQ.com. Cooking on drums, you said? Yeah, I'm on uh, Gateway Drums. Yeah, I I started on homemade drums just because I was poor and couldn't afford smokers. And um, and I'm still poor, but, but, you know, I was able to get some gateways. But, you know, I actually, 2015, um, I, I built, uh, three homemade drums with my brother. And, um, that year my brother cooked with me, cooked, I think he cooked eight comps with me that year. And uh, I won my first grand that year on those drums and with my brother there and mm-hmm. not to be a downer, but you know, a few weeks after my, my, my friend won that first GC, my brother passed away oh, dear. Sorry to hear that. and, and, uh, it's all right. And I, I just, I was so hell bent on trying to win like team of the year on his drums, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I also kind of made a commitment to myself that if I ever felt like those drums were impeding my ability to win, mm-hmm. that I would move, you know? Yep. And so people think I'm crazy, but I got gateways at home and I got gateways at the restaurant. And I practice on my gateways and then I compete on my homemade drums because I was committed and winning on my, my brother's drums. Yeah. And uh, I got a new trailer in July and it just seemed like those drums weren't running right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was constantly missing with them and I didn't know if it's an airflow issue or the way they were built and they, they ran temperature controllers and the temperature controllers are all over the place. And I'd already talked to Tim about going to all gateways. Um, and so, uh, I, I think it was September is okay. Murfreesboro the weekend before the Royal. Yeah, okay. Um, I went, I, I, I was on the way to a competition. I swung by Tim's place and got all new gateways and went to the competition. I literally opened them up on my porch uh, of the trailer there. The team next to me is like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> and, uh, and so I cooked the Murfreesboro, I cooked the Royal, and then we went to the Jack and uh, won that thing on those gateways. There you go. Nice, uh, nice run there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this, so that's, that's just this year. You're talking with the gateways. Yeah. So oh, I've, okay, I've actually okay. only, I've, yeah, I've only been on them three. I've only been on them three cooks. Oh wow. Okay. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, the, the first cook, I, <laughs> the first cook, I got, I got a couple calls, but I finished like uh, I don't know, like fifteenth or something overall. And I was talking to Brad with getting basted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't have switched drums mid-season. And yeah. he's like, well, I thought you were good enough to do it. And I was like, obviously not. <laughs> and then, and then, and then a couple weeks later, we win the jack on him. And so, yeah. if you, if uh, LC, uh, my buddy Phil Breeden recorded yeah, yeah. the whole thing. And if you, if you pay attention when I'm walking up, Brad gets my attention. I give Brad a hug, and he said, "You like that trailer now?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah the trailer and drums are working. That's all right. Yeah. How'd you, uh, how'd you do at the Royal this year?" first day you know i had a really good cook um and i was just kind of middle of the pack on everything um but at the royal uh i mean it, it's always that way i mean yeah. you, it, you could be anywhere you know it's it's such a giant competition and yeah. so many judges and 
so many unbelievable teams and they're all cooking out of their minds. They're all taking their best meat, mm-hmm. you know? And so first day I was just real middle of the pack. Um, day two, I got 19th in pork and finished, uh, 29th overall out of five, 505. And, yeah. um, I was pretty, I was pretty happy with that yeah, result. Yeah. You know, I've cooked, I've cooked the Royal five times and only got a handful of calls there and, it's always cool to hear your name at the Royal, no matter what. No doubt, yeah. And like you say, with that that many teams, it's a bit of a crapshoot, right? It's a- yeah, I hate using the term crapshoot because good teams seem to always end up rising to the top, sure. you know? Yeah. But with that many good teams, I guess it's yeah. inevitable yeah. that, that exactly. one of them is going to win it. Yeah. <laughs> but, my, you know, my buddy Grant, my buddy Grant went in both days yeah. this year at the Royal. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's something that has never happened and I don't think will ever happen again. Yeah. And, uh, Man, to see him do that both days, like it was just mind blowing. That's wild. Yeah, I was telling some folks at my office here about it and say, you know, to just be to be that dialed in two days in a row. That's uh, that's pretty amazing. So, well, I've said over and over, to win any competition, you got to cook good food. You got to get lucky. Yeah. To win a major, you have to cook great food and get very lucky. Yeah. And so for him to be that dialed in and then get that lucky two days in a row is yes. like, man, like, yeah. how does that happen? But yeah. it couldn't, it could have happened to a better guy and I'm, I'm super stoked for him. Yeah, no, it's uh, that's awesome. Pretty exciting. So let's talk about the, uh, the Jack experience. How many times have you been to the Jack, uh, going into this year? I've been to the Jack twice. Okay. Um, I've, I, I got, I got in in 2019 with seven wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got in this year with seven wins. Um, and I, I've had draws in for like seven different years and never got drawn. So right. it seems like the only time I get in is if I get seven wins. And okay. um, I, th- I think it feels good to get in that way too. You feel like you really earned it. Yeah. It's not a, yeah, it's not luck at that point. Right. Yeah. Well, it's never luck. Cause you got to win to get the draw. Sure. And so yeah. you, you know, you've, you've done your part, but yeah. um, last year I had six draws in and didn't get a draw. And yeah. my buddy, <laughs> a good buddy of mine got a draw with one draw in and I was like, ah, oh, you man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, maybe just for folks that aren't familiar with the Jack, uh, you win a grand championship, it gets you an entry into the draw. Yeah. Uh, but if you win seven over the year, it's an automatic entry, right? Yep. Yeah. And then also, you know, they draw, so they draw one team out of every state. Every Yeah. Uh, so there's some, there's some states that got one, two, three comps and yeah. you win there, you got a really good chance. Um, and there's, there's some that, you know, like Missouri, I think probably got 30 comps, you know, and mm. so your, your chances are a little less and yeah. And, you know, if they draw, like, let's say they draw me for Arizona, mm. then they will then go draw an Arizona team to represent the home state. Okay. Um, and so, like, if, uh, let's say, Sterling with Luton Booty, um, he won a comp, but he didn't get a draw for Arizona or a draw for anywhere. Yeah. If somebody that wins Arizona doesn't live there, then they, they could go draw him for the home state, if I that gotcha. makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of all the ways to get in. Right. Awesome. So let's uh, talk about the experience for you this year. What, uh, you know, yeah, kind of yeah. uh, how it all went down. Yeah. So we, you know, we headed down, um, we left, uh, real early, um, Thursday morning and, uh, we had, we had reservations at Mary Bobo's at three. So we were like, all right, we got to get down there and get set up and all that stuff. And we, so we can make our reservations. So we left real early and headed down there. And, uh, my dad, uh, my dad, Eddie cooks with me. Uh, okay. he, everybody knows him by the circuit as pops. But, uh, so me, you know, me and me and me and pop cook every comp together. We decided to take the family down with this one. And so my mom and my, my wife and my daughter went with us and, um, headed down there and, 
you know, got set up and you were there a day early. So we get to talk to all the friends and go to Mary Bobo's and hang out, do all that stuff and just really kind of just enjoy the experience and, um, get up Friday and, you know, kind of get the pits ready and, you know, charcoal loaded and make boxes and that kind of stuff and really yeah. kind of get into, into the mode of the cook. Mm-hmm. And, um, then it was just kind of business as usual for us, you know, yeah. my wife and my daughter and my mom, they went, they went sightseeing all day and they weren't around and, and me and my dad just kind of did our thing and, and went through the cook and we, we felt really good about the cook. Uh, we had some hiccups and some things, you know, that went wrong and the type of stuff that you can recover from. Right. And that's where I, I talk about getting your reps in and you learn, you learn how to fix mistakes on the fly. And right. I think, I think the best teams are the ones that handle crisis properly, you know, and, yeah. Uh, we had some stuff go wrong, but we, but we got it fixed and I, we thought we turned in, you know, four really good entries, but you still never expect to win the Jack. Like you want to, and yeah, you course, yeah. are, and you're there to win it, but you never expect to win it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different, uh, yeah. And such a, the prestige of it, I guess. Right. It's, uh, yeah. Pretty it's cool. funny. Cause you know, the, there's other majors out there and, you know, I've got mm-hmm. two other majors under my belt, but like the word that everyone uses for the Jack is prestige, Yeah, you know, and, and um, I don't know if it's because it's hard to get into, you know, or, or, or what, what it is. But even from the first, you know, comp I cooked, you hear about the Jack. And, mm-hmm. and I've always held that as like the pinnacle. That's like the biggest one in my book. And yep. I know that I know that the other majors are technically bigger and sure. have more teams yeah. and things. But like that was that's the big one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it seems to have just a different uh, prestige, mystique, whatever you, word you want to use. Just something special yeah. about it, right? Maybe it's the location of it and uh, everything, right? So, yeah, I, I truly think it's just because it's you know it's so hard to get into. You know, mm-hmm. my buddy Joe with Slaps, you know, he's been he's been cooking great barbecue for so many years and never got a draw yep. until last year. You know, and he's got it in the last couple of years. He got seven this year and yep. maybe seven last year. But you know, how many years before that did Joe not get to even go cook it? And he's out there, you know, cook, kicking butt. So. Yeah. I think it's just because it's hard to get in. And yeah. I heard multiple times this weekend where people are like, well, man, you know, we might not ever get to come back. You know, it's like we're here and we're going to enjoy it. We might not ever get to come back. And yeah. like that's one of those only competitions that you're like, dang, we might not ever get to come back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, from a judging standpoint, uh, a few differences from KCBS, right? From, uh, from the, the turn ins inside, I think chicken is a little different, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, the turn in times are 30 minutes later, Okay. uh, which I didn't go to the cooks meeting cause I was on the distillery tour and I got back and found out the, the turns were 30 minutes later. So I was real happy about that. Yep. But, uh, I honestly, I just changed my clocks. I changed all my clocks in the trailer yep. and we just ran our, ran our normal timeline. Perfect. Um, you, you got to turn in seven pieces mm-hmm. because it's the Jack, you know, old number seven. Yep. And then for chicken, you got to turn in white and uh, white and dark meat. Right. Everything else the same as far as turning. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. And then and it's uh, gotta be, that's the only thing. It's gotta be seven pieces because some guys only turn in like six rib bones. Okay. So, yeah. um, there's still only six judges, but you got to put at least seven pieces in. Sure. Cool. And then, uh, did you do any of the ancillaries? Uh, I did sauce. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't normally miss the ancillaries. When I first started, I did that a lot, uh, with me having like kind of a chefy background, you know, sure, and, yeah. And that was really fun, but you know, I, I get so focused on the big four and winning a GC that uh, a lot of times it takes away from yeah. that. But um, my buddy Charlie Brenza is the rep down there, and he's like, "Man, just turn it sauce." He's like, "Just make a sauce," you know. Yeah. And so I just whip something up and, and turn it in, and 
I ended up, I won my table and I got like 11th in sauce. And so yep. I was like, man, I, would, I was like, I wish I'd have tried harder. Yeah, no doubt. Eh? <laughs> yeah, they do. There's sauce, there's dessert, there's a cocktail. I was just trying to think of what I saw online there uh, over the weekend. And quite yeah, a, there's like a, a, a chef, number, eh? like a chef's choice. Yeah, there's yeah. like a chef's choice that uh, LC's won and, right. and, uh, <laughs> Phil's wife went absolutely berserk when she won that. And yeah. like, I love seeing that because yeah. you compete so much. You, you get the, like where you see people win and they're just like, ah, oh, cool, whatever. Yeah. But she, she lost her mind and that was, that was fun to see. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, what else you got going on with the, the business, uh, you know, classes, are you, there's some rubs on the website, anything else you kind of want to mention? Yeah, so I got two rubs on the market. Uh, we came out with those in 2019. Uh, there's a white label and a black label. White label is kind of my all-purpose rub. It's mm-hmm. sweet, got a little bit of a heat to it. It's super balanced. Um, you can use that on literally everything. Uh, the black label was designed for brisket, but um, you know it's, it's kind of a, a little bit saltier, a little more you know savory. And I've learned that that works great anytime you want to punch up the flavor. So, um, like I use black label as a finish rub on chicken, okay. you know, and yep. Um, and so it, th- that's good. And they're actually really good together. Um, I got, I got five sauces that we make, uh, in scratch from scratch in the restaurant. We'll work on getting those bottled. They should be out hopefully sometime next year. Yeah. Um, and then I got a class, uh, December 2nd and 3rd in Collinsville, Illinois, just outside of, uh, outside of St. Louis. Okay. Um, and so that's a Friday night and then a Saturday morning, essentially. And you can sign up for that at the website, which is uh, heavysmokebbq.com and you click bet. on class. Yep. It's right there. And our rubs, you can get them all over the place, really. There's quite a few barbecue stores. Um, you know, I know, you know, Big Papa Smokers has it and um, a, lot of, a lot of other places you, you can find it all over. Any up in Canada, any distribution on the rubs up here? I don't, I don't, uh, okay. I talked to Zinger, I talked to Zinger about that, yeah. um, a while back and, it, and we never really followed up on that, okay. but, um, I'd like to get it up there. I know, yeah. you know, I know, I know Zinger, uh, uses it and, and probably has a lot of guys up there that would. So yeah. maybe I'll circle back with him and see if we can get that figured out. Yeah, we know. Yeah. There's a, a few distributors that import up from the States and, uh, have all the store connections up here. So it's kind of handy that way. If you can get hooked up with one of them then takes uh, a lot of the work away from you. So. Yeah, I've I've, uh, uh, I've had people order on my website from Canada. I'm like, I don't even know how to ship this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a whole, a whole different world when you're crossing the border, man. So. I've heard some stories. Yeah. Uh, Chris has some great stories about crossing the border with meat. And yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, what uh, kind of what's coming up next for the team, uh, competition wise? Uh, next week, I'm cooking in Arkansas. Uh, the weekend after that, which is the last weekend for the points chase, which I'm mathematically out of now, so I'm just kind of having fun. Yep. Um, and I'm cooking in uh, – there's a double in Kansas City called Booby Q. Mm-hmm. Uh, the week after that, I got a real cool event outside of Chicago, Illinois, that's uh, saluting with smoke. And we're mm-hmm. um, they're partnering with the the Barbecue League to do a Battle of the Branches. Okay. And so uh, five pitmasters are getting a branch of the military, and we're being assigned a team of four veterans. Oh, nice. And uh, we're going to coach them. And so they do a chicken, rib, anything, pork, and then an MRE challenge where yeah. they, they choose two MREs and have to make a dish out of it. So uh, I'm representing the Marines. Nice. Uh, Brad Leininger is representing the Air Force. Uh, Sterling Smith of Luton Booty is the Navy. Lee Hickles, the Coast Guard. And uh, Richard Fergola is representing the Army. So yeah. 
I, I, I got the Marines, so I'm hoping my team's a lot rowdier than the rest of them. There you have go. Some fun. Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds like a, that's a great idea, a neat, uh, a neat idea, a neat concept with that. And uh, well, yeah, those guys uh, that put on that saluting with smoke, um, my buddy Sean with Risky Brisket, he has an organization called Mission Zero Hundred Hours. Okay, um, where they raise money uh, for. Uh, a suicide among veterans, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's, that's a really big deal. And Absolutely. Um, I, I, I lost my brother to suicide. So that one, that one hits home for me. So sure. that whole event is raising money for their organization. So uh, I'm just real happy to be part of it. Awesome. Well done. That's great. Uh, and then Alabama, is that the, uh, the, inv- the KCBS? Yeah. So the next weekend we got the KCBS invitational open and invitational yeah. and the KCBS banquet down in Gadsden, Alabama. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. And then um, I'm going to take a little bit of time off. I got to take out the class the first weekend of December. And then I think the second week in December, I'm going to fly down to Texas and cook uh, a CBA yeah. uh, because winning the Jack gets you into the Houston livestock. Um, and uh, I want to get to Texas and maybe have a practice run before Houston because see what, uh, see what they're um, doing down there. Yeah. I, I, I have zero chance of winning Houston, but I'm not the kind of guy to go in like half cocked. So, yep. um, I'm going to, I'm going to fly down, fly down to Texas and borrow a guy's rig and his gateways and see what I can do. Yep. Right on, right on. Uh, where can folks find you? You mentioned the website, heavy smoke, bbq.com, uh, social media. Where are you at on there? Yeah. Facebook's heavy smoke, bbq, um, Instagram, heavy smoke, bbq. I'm not real active on Instagram, but uh, Facebook's big, you know, we post a ton of stuff there. You know, the website's a great resource. Um, uh, that's really, that's really it. All right. Yeah. And the website, you've got competition information, restaurant info, menus, uh, the rubs, everything, uh, everything you might want to find out is on the website. I was noticing. So that's yep. great. Uh, I built, I built that site and I update that site. So I apologize to everyone <laughs> that it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, having done a bit of that <laughs> myself, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough go. I, yeah, I come from a, a different background. I have a degree in accounting, and I've been in sales and management my whole life. And I'm, I'm techie, but I'm, yeah. I'm not very good. And when it came to building a website, I was looking at how much it costs to build a website, and I was I like, do that. "Let me get this." And so I got WordPress. <laughs> I I got WordPress, and I watched some YouTube videos, and I put it together, and I'm like, "Man, eh, this will work." Yep. Yeah. Now you're uh, now people are going there, and it's. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, now you got a little bigger than I meant it to. I guess. <laughs> Funny how that happens. <laughs> awesome, hey, but man. I was able to—I was able to put that class online. I'm hey, pretty yeah, proud of that's that. Good. So. Yeah, then they, you know, with, with, <laughs> with the win this weekend, the uh, the class might be a little more popular already than it might have been already. Eh? So, I posted it. Uh, I posted it Monday morning. What's today? Wednesday. Yeah, I posted it Monday morning. I'm capping at 25. I've got 20 in it already. So. Yeah. I got I got five spots and and some buddies there's some boys from Canada email me today they want to bring down three so all right on. that thing's just that thing's just about full there you go right on man uh, Chris thanks so much for taking some time I know how busy you are really appreciate this uh, question I ask everybody to wrap it up uh, it's dinner time you're at home you got the smoker fired up at home what's uh, what's your go to at home for you oh, you had to say smoker or whatever grill smoker oven whatever you cook on. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm, I, you know, I got more of a culinary background, yeah. so, um, I love making like pasta and I love making Italian food and, uh, I make a killer pasta and broccoli. Uh, I make, uh, I make uh, amazing gnocchi. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like, I like making that type of food. Uh, if it comes to the grill, you know, it's really hard to beat like a pork tenderloin, yeah. um, a, tr- a tri-tip, you know, 
uh, I, I like the fast cooks, you know, yeah. cause we're, you know, we, we cook slow so often. So, um, I really like that. And then my daughter did her first kids cue last month and, uh, and it was pork tenderloin and she took third place. And, nice. and so we, we were eating a lot of pork tenderloin. So that's, that's kind of what comes to mind. Awesome. How old's your daughter? Uh, she just turned nine. Nine. So she's getting into the, doing the comps and stuff with you a little bit. Uh, I mean, she enjoyed it. I don't think it's something that she cares to do a lot. Yeah. Uh, we, we were sitting at the awards uh, at the Jack, and they called good googly goo for reserve. And uh, I'm clapping, and I get a tap on the arm, and and I look over, and I was like, "Yeah, babe, what's up?" And she's like, "Can we leave?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, what?" Because awards are like two and a half hours long. Yeah, yeah. I said, "What do you mean?" She's like, "I'm hungry and I'm tired, Dad." And I was like, "Well, they're about to announce the winner." And I didn't want to say like, and it's probably me. You know, I didn't want to jinx myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm like, they're about to announce the winner. And she's like, okay, fine. It's like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I've got, uh, my, my girls are 16 and 19. So a little, a uh, little older, but, uh, still it, yeah. it's fun when they come hang out a little bit. So it's, uh, I, yeah, yeah I always joke that like, you know, she's nine now. So like, you know, she thinks I hung the moon and I know that, in four years, she's going to hate my guts. And yeah. in six, in six, seven years, she's just going to want my credit card and yeah. the keys. And, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, when she's twenty twenty five, she thinks I'm awesome again. Exactly. I know that's kind of how yeah, it all that's kind of uh, up and down. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> You're right. One of my it. friends, one of my friends asked her, like, do you think she realized what you did this weekend? Yeah. And I was like, you know, she just thinks I want a competition, yeah. you know, and I really hope that someday she looks back and says, man, my, my dad did something pretty dang cool. Yeah. Awesome, man. That's uh Sounds like a great spot to wrap it up, Chris. Thanks so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. Uh, congrats again, and uh, good luck with the rest of the season for you. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Have a great night. You are listening to Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast, and it is time now for some barbecue news, brought to you by The Barrel Boss Q, a family-owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it's in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry level all the way to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram and visit them online at barrelbossq.ca to see the whole lineup and tell them you heard about them on the Eat More Barbecue podcast. We're talking about the Jack this week with winner Chris Schaefer of Heavy Smoke Barbecue, and there were also three Canadian teams competing at the Jack that had some good results. Edmonton's Brisket Butts barbecue team continued their strong year with a fourth place call in ribs, and they took 18th place overall. Frozen Took barbecue out of Beaumont took second place in the home cooking ancillary and were also awarded as spookiest house in the hollow for their site decoration. I understand that Rusty's barbecue out of BC also heard their name called, but I've not been able to track down what they uh, what they got a call on. So if anyone knows, please let me uh, let me know. Congrats to our Canadian teams and, of course, everyone that heard their names called this weekend at the Jack. Competition season may be done up here in Canada as the colder weather is just around the corner, but barbecue season never ends. My Moose Knuckle Barbecue teammates Andrew and Chance have a class coming up on Saturday, November 5th, 
at Primitive Grills and Culinary here in Calgary. Check out Double Ace's Backyard Barbecue or Get Smoked Barbecue on Facebook and Instagram for details on the Gentleman's Guide to Backyard Barbecue Dominance or visit eventbrite.com to register. Lockhart, Texas is the barbecue capital of Texas and the city has a rich history of barbecue, of course. Many of you, many of you may uh, already be aware of the interesting story of the family feud behind legendary spots Kreitz Market and Smitty's Market. If you're not, look it up. It is a good read. Texas Monthly Magazine's barbecue editor Daniel Vaughn recently penned an article about another family battle sparking up with the opening of the newest Terry Black's barbecue location in town. Daniel also recently wrote a story about how Jeff and Sierra, a friend of the late John Mueller, is keeping the legendary pitmaster's legacy alive. Go to texasmonthly.com to check both of those articles out. Definitely worth the read. Last week's episode came to you from my visit, recent visit to Prince Edward Island as I chatted with pork farmer Ronald McFarland. Next week, we head back to PEI via Zoom, this time to chat with barbecue food truck operator Mitchell Arsenault of High on the Hog Smoke and Barbecue. I'm always looking for guest ideas for the show, so email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there is someone you'd like to hear from. You can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca where you can check out the listing of barbecue restaurants here in Alberta and then get on out there and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out to your local barbecue joint and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See y'all next week and keep on smoking.